Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Geraint Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club, brought to you by Zwift. Jump on your Zwift Hub One and jump into Zwift. Welcome along. So, Garant, you know that we like to treat our fellow GTCC members. We look after each other in this club. That's what we're doing today. We are doing a cheeky little bonus episode because you've finally signed your new contract. Yeah, although slight confession make, uh, to make, Tom. Mac signed it for me. Uh-huh. So Is that still legally binding? I mean, he's still a male Thomas. Oh, Maybe I should have said that on the pod then, but um, no, yeah, yeah, it's on DocuSign, isn't it? So you just got to press the, yes. the boxes. So, um, yeah, I got him to do it and I, I got his little camera that he got for his birthday a couple of weeks ago. Took a few pictures and um, prints them out. You know, what's it called? Polaroid? <laughs> yeah, it's been around for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So basically, yeah, so I've got two black and white photos, one of him pushing the buttons and then another of him just watching the tally and I've got the phone like yeah sign the contract <laughs> that's why I sent the star because she was away at the time in Morocco so but yeah um, sign the contract Tom it's uh, I'm super happy yeah because I was yeah. like you know I am 37 and that is quite old for an athlete professional athlete but I still feel I'm performing well take the Walter out of it but look at this year I'd say it's still pretty successful second in the Giro so close to winning everything that went on we've been through it haven't we but everything went on earlier in the year um, I still really enjoy, enjoy riding my bike I still really enjoy training and racing um, so that side of things was was easy then it was just the family and, and obviously speaking with Sar she's super happy where we are Max has started preschool really enjoying that um, so yeah, it's, it's almost a no-brainer, really. Um, two years, happy as Larry. Um, yes, we're like, why not? Spoke to the team, um, came to an agreement pretty early, to be honest. But then um, a bit of oh, logistics is the wrong word, but um, better crossing the T's dot in the I's. But it's pretty straightforward in the end. Um, you know, I sat down with Rod and came to agreement pretty quickly. He cleared it from the main men, Dave B and then Jim, pretty quickly after that as well. But, you know, sometimes things take a bit more time. But So it's been quite hard to not talk about, you know, when you do interviews and stuff, it's hard to not easily slip into, yeah, next year, maybe I'll do this, mm. maybe I'll do that. Like, what do you mean? Have you signed? So... Mm. That's been, I always forget, but um, anyway, all good, all announced now, so I can easily, I can happily talk about it. And um, yeah, super happy, two more years racing my bike. 
the rudest question apparently you can ever ask someone is how much they earn. So I'm certainly not going to do that. <laughs> but um, are the team looking after you is how I'll phrase it. I don't want them taking advantage of you just because you're 37. <laughs> no, it's um, it's good. They're not looking after me, but it's fair. And I'm happy. <laughs> and they're happy. Um, and that's the best way to be. Both sides yeah. feel like they've got a good deal. Um, so yeah, it's uh, all good and all guns blazing now to enjoy the last couple of weeks now of my off-season. And um, yeah, look forward to racing my bike again next year. Do you put anything in your contract? There's there's famous riders that um, of a different sense that rock and roll musicians might have on tour where they insist before signing a contract to tour that certain things are done for them. Anything like that in your contract, do you insist upon a certain seat on the Ineos bus? Um, <laughs> do you get first dibs on the shower when you get back to the bus or the rice? Um, so basically... I got my seat anyway. That's more of the riders that do that. And um, the the awkward thing is on the kitchen truck, to be honest, because that varies a bit. Um, yeah, and riders don't necessarily have their own seats there at the minute. So maybe I should have tried getting that in. Actually, a chair with just a G on it. Yeah, um, closest to the serving spoons. <laughs> uh, it's not actually, though. It's the other side. So I'm always oh. looking at the food, which is probably wrong. It's probably worse. But... Um, yeah, I've got my two. I, I like two seats out of the eight. So generally, I'm okay. Um, on the bus, my seat is sorted. That's cemented in. Um, so yeah, there's nothing There's nothing crazy. Like I, I was actually thinking, what can I get in there that's a bit sort of weird and out <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah. Um, but I couldn't Choosing think. the music on the bus? I wouldn't want that though. No. Because mine, I'm not, you know, Steve Cummins always says, first rule of being a DJ you can't please everyone and but at the same time you, you do try to please the majority whereas mm. I would be like ah, I just want to play my music um, which I'm sure people would like but after a while they probably have enough of it which is more hip hop so yeah I was going to tweet something about it but I was like actually that's kind of saying that I'm about to sign as well isn't it so yeah. yeah I didn't but maybe people can write in about things I should have got in the contract but um, but yeah for me it was just a decent number price and then ended up being two years which was um, I hadn't really thought about because we were chatting and they were thinking or in my head I was thinking one and then I just said oh what about two and then they come back two days later yeah two is fine I was thinking oh two <laughs> <laughs> seems quite a random but, way of doing it because it's almost like they've given you a number for your salary and then you've just gone double it and then they've gone all right give us a minute and you've gone oh, really <laughs> yeah if i'd done that though that would have been um maybe i should have just done that yeah double the salary not the, the term Shit. so what you've done is you've committed to That's another sad. year of absolutely battering yourself around the roads of europe and beyond um, whereas you could have gone the other way and done a year for twice. The <laughs> I mean, even if they say no, what's what what issue is there in saying it? <laughs> yeah, true. But as I say, you know, both sides are happy now. So otherwise, there's nothing worse, is there? They're having a contract where one party feels a bit um, done over. It's never a healthy relationship, then, is it? No, that's true. It's just that there's too much resentment, isn't there? Um, you're not. You're not truly uh, a 
Sky slash Ineos Lifer. I mean, you are in terms of that team, but you did ride with Barlow World before that. But you are definitely longest serving, aren't you, as a rider? Yeah. Um, who is in your weight now? Because Stannard was there, obviously, from the start, but he is now a DS on the team. So I think we have to take him out of the equation, do we? Definitely. He's gone, mate. He's not riding. Everyone yeah, he's knows he's being... Yeah, exactly. He's the dark side now. Um, Swifty's <laughs> the closest. Swifty's the closest because he had a two-year sabbatical when he went to UAE and then he came yeah. back. Um, Luke started in 2012, so he's the same as Swifty. He had the team started in 2010. So, yeah, I've got two years on everyone, mate. Um, there's only Carsten in senior management who's been there from the start. Dave B's not in there because he's sort of moved on and he's still... The big decision have to go through him still, so he's still a huge part of the team. But he does other sports as well now, you know. So I are we counting him out? I think. I think we have to really. I mean he spends a yeah. lot of his time with Nice Football Club. He may be spending more time with Manchester United at some point. We'll have to see what happens there. Um but I think we have to take him out of the equation. Yeah. I mean how many your your hands on all the time. Exactly. You I'm, can't I'm just have in. someone who makes a few decisions like once a month. Yeah, exactly. Slacking mate. <laughs> um, no yeah so okay Dave's not um, so Carsten oh Slarky the bus driver he's the other one who's been there from day dot other than that I think it's just us three so wow yeah and I'm guaranteed two years those two who knows they could lose a job next month <laughs> on, an, on an absolute <laughs> knife edge yeah so no so it, it is weird it, you know part of me thinks oh Woods changing teams be nice interesting exciting it would, would be all of them but it'd have to be the right team you know Movistar came in last minute with the last contract but um, at this stage of my career it's like why why would I like this feels home um, you know as I said I've known Rod since 2003 I guess 20 years Dave the same maybe even longer um yeah lifelong friends you know luke started racing with him when we were 11 when i was 11 he was seven and um you know we're still in the team together swifty you know we've ridden the tour together swifty was there the giro with me luke was there in the tour when i won you know like yeah it's my best mates to get on with a lot of the team it's obviously english speaking so I had no reason at all to want to leave um, other than wanting to change but I was like I don't really want to change anymore I'm like that I'm like you know my dad I'm stuck in my ways now <laughs> like I am what I am now there's no change in me um, love me as I am <laughs> yeah the time to move would have been like a few years ago you know so um, super Post happy post tour in 2018 you got an offer didn't you from a team yeah and and even before that, I had plenty. Like when it, the uh, the contract talks came around, but um, it was always the best place for me to perform. I felt, you know, I'm not saying I couldn't perform somewhere else, but um, but especially now, now I've at the stage of my career, I am. I want to finish. Like to be honest, the last contract I signed, I thought I'd be finishing this year. So it is weird to think I've got another two because I'll be finishing when I'm 39 after 19 years pro. Wow. 
like that's a long old stint, isn't it? That is. But I don't feel old either, though. I think because obviously when you're around, especially our team, we've got a lot of young guys. When you're around them all the time, and I don't know, in this world, like pro cycling, I don't know. I think it just keeps you feeling young. Like, for instance, Max's school, right? So I went to this party and speaking to the, the other parents, the dads, and some of the mums, but mainly the dads. And they're chatting about, you know, I don't know, finance or some tech company that one of them sold for like ridiculous money. Like, it's just a different world. Anyway, I just started, they, like, one of them just looked at me and I just started laughing. I was like, mate, all I know is riding my bike like well, when it hurts you just try a bit harder like that's my world like for the last no, that's all I've known and then I hearing them talk I was just like I just don't feel old enough to even be I don't know anything about this like we had Max's parents even as well a few days ago I sat down and she was like first before we start any questions for me and I was thinking shit I'm supposed to ask questions I don't feel response enough to be in a parent's evening. Like, so, yeah, maybe I need to, I need to start growing a bit maybe. But um, no, yeah, as I say, great. Love this life. Love this world. Family are happy. Why not? I always think with, with you and Ineos, it's a bit like, right, you've got your favourite local pub. You've been going down there for years. You know the barman. When you walk in, he doesn't even need to ask what you'd like because he knows what you'd like and he just starts pouring your drink. <laughs> and all right, there's a new wine bar that's opened down the road and some people are bigging up the wine bar, you know, and they do Aperol spritz. And they don't do Aperol spritz in your local. They look down their, their noses at you if you even suggested it, but it's your local. Yeah, mate, I'd look down on my nose as well. Like if you order an Aperol spritz on a rainy Wednesday night in Cardiff, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you've got to be on the beach in the sun for an Aperol Spritz. Yeah. You know, what's that wine bar trying to do? Come on. You're not in the south of France, mate. You're in the centre of Cardiff. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but um, it's funny you say that because the local uh, restaurant where me and Sargo every now and again, um, as soon as we walk in, he's like, gin and tonic? <laughs> yeah. Go on then, Go mate. on then. Yeah. Hendrix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And like, I feel like, you know, recently there's been a lot about Sky, or Sky then in the US, like um, going downhill and other teams passing us. Jumbo 100% have, like hats off to them. They're leading the way now. At the rest, I'm not sold on that. Like UAE, if they didn't have Pogaccia, they're bloody good, don't get me wrong. But we're pretty handy as well, you know? And I'd, I'd say it's nip and tuck between us. Um you know, a quick step up in their game. They've got Remco. You know, if they didn't have him, where would they be? So, I don't feel we're a million miles away. I think it's just, yeah, Jumbo is setting the bar now. And part of me, I feel like the the team has gone through, it's going through transition. It's definitely had a, a lower couple of years than what we used to because we won, we won the tour like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, no. One 14 of them, was 14 we didn't. 14 we didn't. So 12, 13, 15, 16. Eight times yeah. in nine years. Nine. So, of course, when you don't win it, it's going to be bad. But then 
2020, Carapaz was on the podium. 21 was the year we didn't podium the first time since 14. Um, last year I was, and this year, you know, Car- uh, Carlos was fifth. Could have been fourth at that big crash. Um, it's like he, he's young. You know what I mean? It's like we're not like a million miles away. Like, look at Movistar. Like, I'd say they're quite a bit further away, but not that we want to compare ourselves to them because, well, yeah, just think about ourselves. But, but yeah, part of me is like, I've, I, I want to be part of this journey back to the top with them as well. Like, help out with the guys coming through. You know, hope hopefully we have another couple of sign-ins. Um, and yeah, we, we see how it all goes. But to just be part of that and help continue the progression back to the top. Hopefully, we will be back to the top before I stop. Um, but we'll see. I'm not going to continue too long, though. I think I'm pretty sure this will be the last two years. You don't want to be like a Japanese footballer who's still playing at 54. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think 40 is a bit old to be racing in this peloton. But then you look at Valverde, like, fair play to him, like, but he's totally different to me. He was more professional, basically. <laughs> or he loved that life of being a hundred percent bike rider all the time, and I love it. But I also I need the downs to be hundred percent on it. And mm. you know, I come from Wales, mate. Like we like a drink. We like you know different sports. Love you know rugby and you know Nibbly, uh, Nibbly, Valverde, well Nibbly as well. They grew up in cycling. You know that was their thing. They, you know, I heard a story that Valverde had rice and um, chicken on the last stage in Madrid, you know, when they went for a night out, he he had rice and chicken. Yeah. But not that there's anything wrong with that. If he wants rice and chicken, let the man have rice and chicken. But, you know, I want a bit of dirty, bloody, actually, no, a nice bit of ham on, a real nice expensive ham on, yeah. I had that last night, mate, lovely. But um, Did you? Yeah. You probably get it in that wine in that wine bar down the road where they do the apple spritz <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Oh yeah, it's a great place that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went in there from the back door and nobody could see, but um Does it mean that you get to choose, right, when you get to this stage and you sign a new contract, who is deciding what your racing ambitions are for next year? Um, to be honest, more me. Um like the last few years, when you get to a certain level in cycling, you basically get to say what motivates you, what you want to do. And within reason, the team pretty much go with that. So um, I'm meeting with Connor, my coach, next week to sort of debrief this year and also look forward to next and sort of sit down and see. Basically, it's a choice between Giro or Tour, I think. Um, I haven't, I'm sure the team have a point of view as well. So after listening to that, I'm not, I don't know what it is exactly. But yeah, we'll see. Um, classics are also something I'd like to do, but. I wonder about the classics because when I got to know you, you were more a classics rider than you were a GC rider. Yeah, you were, beca- yeah. You were becoming super domestique. But I always think of it, and, and the races that you loved as a as a kid, you you grew up on the classics, didn't you? And you loved the classics as a junior as well. Yeah, exactly. In Belgium, just love those races in Belgium. Like that's that's March, and yeah. well, March basically for me, really, that's where you want to be. Um, you can stick a bit of timber back on. Yeah, I've done that, mate. Can can not see. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I don't know. There's so many options, but we'll see. We'll we'll have the meeting and we'll see. Yeah, 
Any races that you haven't ever done that you'd want to do? Well, Lombardy, and I thought this year would be the year I'd do it because I was mm. like, yeah, I'm going to do the Giro. I'm going to come out of that good. You know, even if I'm not, you know, podium, but I'm sort of like just there or thereabouts, morale high. Oh, yeah, I'll do another three weeks, do Lombardy. Mate, I can wait to just get out of that world <laughs> and just go and go home. So I don't think I'll ever do Lombardy, to be honest. And I'm happy with that. Because like part of me is like, a few people have said, oh, Ben, you got to do Lombardy. Like, why? Why what, 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 go to Lombardy in like DNF or come 100th? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, it's always been about performing like big at one time of the year. No, not, it doesn't have to be once, but a real big goal, a real big target. And the rest is just either on the way to that. And obviously, they mean um, something, but it's still on the way to something bigger. Um, and it's all part of it, like winning Paranese and Dauphiné. That's all part of winning the Tour. You need to learn to sort of like defend the lead and you know cope with all the stuff after the the stage and media presentation. You know, being later to the hotel, you know, all that jazz. So it's it's not that they're worthless by any means, but I mean, just having that one big hit. But then after that, it's so hard to continue at, at top top level. And these days, you got to be hundred percent to win anything, let alone Lombardy. And I don't, yeah, as I say, I don't want to go to Lombardy just to say I race Lombardy. So it'd be sad because, yeah, I think I've done pretty much every other world tour, apart from China. Definitely don't want to go to China. Not bothered? 100%. Like, Luke enjoyed it. He's, he sent me some good feedback, but yeah. I've got to finish a tour of Britain, really, haven't I? Yeah, you have, actually. Yeah. You have. Right. It's great to know that you have signed a contract, G. I'm sure I speak for everyone who's a member of the GTCC that there is plenty of time for you in retirement to come and join the rest of us doing muddy bike races and cyclocross and mountain bike and all the things that we like to do. So fill your boots for the last two years. Um, keep lining up the guests for the pod. I mean, this is really, really good news for the pod because there's going to be a generation of riders coming in who feel that like they can't say no to you because you're so old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... But yeah, hopefully the pod's still going then. This, the pod's going to outlive my career, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the plan, isn't it? Yeah. It's your retirement package. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, oh, nice one. Yeah. Good to chat. And um, yeah, here's to two more years, mate. And here ends the bonus pod. Back in. Network, a place where you belong.